This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi everyone, welcome to TN Tehillim. I am so excited to be sharing and learning with you tonight. I invite all of you to have your Tehillim open and of course your favorite midnight snack, the most important part. We're going to be learning Perak Aleph tonight. In Perak Aleph, David Amalek, he actually, it wasn't, this Perak wasn't written first, but David Amalek chose it to be first for a very important reason. This Perak gives us instructions for how to be people who can gain from the messages of Tehillim. In order to qualify as a person who can learn from Tehillim and live by its messages, we need to stay away from the influence of negative people so that we don't get derailed along our path. Why is this the first thing written about in Tehillim? I would think maybe the first paragraph would talk about Amuna, about the oneness of Hashem, about other fundamental ideas. So let's look at an example. If you get a new piece of furniture in the mail, and it's, of course, in a million pieces and you have to put it together. And, on the, and there's an instruction manual. And on the cover, the front cover of the instruction manual, there's a big warning sign. And it says, warning, make sure you construct it, this furniture in a clean, open area with no flammable materials. So the manufacturer knows that if you don't build it in the right environment, if you build it around dangerous things, then it can be, not only will you not be successful at building it, but you could actually be harmed by it. So here, too, we have to know off the bat to stay away from the flammable materials, from the negative influences of negative people in order to protect ourselves from being spiritually harmed. So tonight we're going to be exploring two proactive, exciting ways of combating these negative influences so that we can really create the elevated, spiritual, amazing lives that we want. So let's look. We're in Parak Aleph, Pasak Aleph. Let's look inside. Asher Ha'ish, praiseworthy is the man. So among, actually among Moshe Rabbeinu's last words to the Jews in the Torah are the words, Ashrecha Yisrael, praiseworthy are you Yisrael. And here too, in the beginning of Tehillim, the very first word, David is continuing with this message of Ashrecha Yisrael, and he's praising the Jews. And there's a, there's a reason why Ashrei is the first word in the whole Tehillim, because we, this is similar to a, something that we recently discussed when we talked about humility, when we talked about self-esteem. In order for us to be able to work on ourselves, in order for us to be able to live by the messages of Tehillim, to work on our midos, to be humble, we have to first, the prerequisite is to first know how, impor- how important each of us are, how capable we are, and how great our potential is. And this parak is really devoted to helping us protect that specialness and that, that, that holiness that we each have in us and make sure that it's utilized in the best way. So how do we protect and utilize our potential? So let's look at the next part of the pasuk. Asher lo halach ba'atzas rishaim uv'derach hatayim lo amad uv'moshev leitim lo yashav. 
So who has not followed the counsel of the wicked or taken the path of sinners or joined the company of the scoffers. So here we see the message. We have to stay away from these from, from Rishayim, from Chataim, and from Leitim, all different kinds of bad people. The thing is that we can't really just be expected to remove something from our life without us getting a replacement. So, for example, if you had a diet consisting most, mostly of potato chips and I told you you're not allowed to eat potato chips anymore, and that's your new diet. You just can't eat potato chips. Well, guess what? You, I didn't give you anything else to eat, so of course you can end up eating potato chips, right? But if I tell you you could have lean protein and, and um, whole grains and fruits and vegetables, okay, so then you have a higher, uh, a, more, more, a better chance of sticking to your diet. So I would also like to offer here, I mean, in the next, we're going to see that in the next Pasuk, the Parak is offering us uh, the best, alternative, the best replacement for hanging around negative influences. But I also want to offer my own, and my own idea is that a good way to combat this is this issue of being around the wrong people is to replace the potential negative people who could come into our lives with positive influencers who fill our lives with joy and meaning and who encourage our success and push us higher. And this is exactly what we're going to be working on tonight. This is going to be a main theme of what I'm going to be discussing. After we finish going through the Psukim, I'm going to come back to this topic, and I'm going to give you practical ways to get started on the path towards fulfilling positive friendships, towards creating that for yourself in your life. Okay, Pasuk Bays. Now we're seeing David HaMelech's idea. Okay, so that was my idea, um, little me. But here is David HaMelech's idea. Ki im Hashem Rather, the teaching of Hashem is his delight, and he studies that teaching day and night. So it's teaching us here that the best way to stay away from negative influences is what? It's to be busy engrossing ourselves in Torah. Now, as women, we don't have a chiv to be learning Torah. So what does this mean for us? How can we connect this to us? And we see it very clearly here in the Pasuk. It says, Chefzo. Soras Hashem Chefzo that the teaching of Hashem is his delight. So we, as women, could connect to the Torah through chafzo. I mean, men are supposed to do this also, but I just like telling this to women because this could be our way of, of connecting to the Torah, through the things to connect, through the things that we love, that we desire, that we enjoy, that we delight in. And if we do this, if we use those things to connect us to Torah, the things that we enjoy doing, then Torah will become Torah so. It will become his Torah. It will become our Torah. It will become beloved to us. Why? Because when you, when you connect Torah to what you love, you now created an amazing association. Now you love Torah by association. So through doing what we love and using that as a vehicle to get to bringing Torah into our lives, Torah becomes a very personal thing for us. It becomes very beloved. So what do you love? Can you create a link between what you love and your spiritual betterment? Do you like painting or researching a certain topic or writing songs or sewing or dancing or exercising? How could you use what you love to feel expanded and more in touch with your spiritual essence and to inspire you to grow in your avodah Hashem also in other areas of your life. So just to give you, a, with permission, I want to share a personal example from my personal role, uh, one of my personal role models in my life. 
who is my dear cousin Pesci Haas, who is an unbelievable artist. You may have heard of her. And at the same time that she is working on her painting and fine-tuning all of her beautiful painting skills, she's a devoted wife and mother. And I was just very inspired because I just got a link to her brand-new website where she's selling her extraordinary paintings. And the reason this is so inspiring to me is because at the same time that she's a very loving mother, she, makes, she made sure all the years to set aside time and effort towards developing and sharpening her unique talent. And I want, I want to ask her, how, how do, does this talent affect you spiritually as a person? How does it pour into, and, and, and now I'm looking at this concept of Torah Hashem Chafto. How does this, I'm sure that, you know, knowing Pashi as a spiritual person, I'm sure it affects her um, in a very spiritual way. So she said, she in fact told me that she, as she paints, she ponders, while she's painting, she ponders in awe at how grateful she is to Hashem for having given her such a unique talent that makes her feel calm and fulfilled and that is so rewarding to her in so many ways. And so this is such a beautiful illustration of this process. She found a way to connect to Hashem through the thing that she loves to do the most. Okay, Pasuk Gimel. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water. So if we do this, if we connect to Torah in, in, in these beloved ways, we will be like a tree planted near streams of water. So a tree planted near water has a very big advantage. It's always satisfied and it's always taken care of. It's always being nourished and hydrated. So too, if spirituality is our goal and whatever it is that we love to do, if we intend to do it, Hashem Shemayim, and we do it for the right reasons, and we do it in order to connect ourselves, then we will be nourished endlessly, just like these trees that are planted by streams of water. Why? Because there's no limit to how close you can get with Hashem. There's no limit to how many mitzvot you can perform. There's no limit to how much work you could do on your midos. There's always going to be an endless supply of spirituality at our fingertips. That's just the reality of spirituality. But if our goal is just to make the money or just to look good or just for material reasons, we're going to find that we never have enough. We're going to be like that tree that doesn't have any water. So, for example, if I'm exercising only so that I could look better, let's say, so I'll never feel like it's enough. Pesach, maybe I fit into my skirt now, but then Pesach comes and it doesn't fit me anymore. And I feel like exercising just becomes this constant thing that I'm trying to do to catch up, to catch up in life and to get where I want to get to, and it's never actually being attained. Another way of viewing exercise is to view it as a means to feel grateful for your healthy, strong body that, that is able to perform all of these planks and push-ups and, and sit-ups and, and to see your exercise as a way to show Hashem how much you value the gift of your body that he gave you. And when you bring in a higher perspective and a higher purpose here, you become like this tree that's always receiving more and more. You'll end up getting endless joy from exercising. It will just bring you gratitude and joy rather than constantly feeling like you still didn't accomplish your goal. Asher which yields its fruit in season. A nourished, hydrated tree gives forth its fruit on time. The fruits are the spillover. When I say fruits here, I'm talking about the spillover of all the good that results 
from connecting to Torah through the things that we love. So, for example, when I teach, even if I'm not teaching a, a Jewish shear or a class, even if I'm giving over a secular lecture, if I set my intention that it should connect me, that I should have like a higher purpose in what I'm doing, then that lecture creates spirituality in the rest of my day as well. It gives my day structure, which gives me time, which helps me carve out time for davening. It gives me positive energy to share with my family. It makes me feel the need to step up to the plate. After all, if I'm going to be the one by the podium, I have to be somebody to be respected. I have to be a reason to be able to be worthy of standing there. So it kind of, even if it's a secular or a mundane pursuit, if you're going to have the intention that it should connect you, there will be many, you'll bear, that, that pursuit will bear many fruits. Asher peryo yitain ito. Next word, whose leaves never dry up and whatever it produces thrives. So, and the leaves will never dry up. What are the leaves? the leaves? The leaves, their job is to protect the fruit. Okay, so this is a mashal to explain that if your intention is to get closer to Hashem through whatever you're doing, Hashem will protect your endeavors. He will, be, he will protect you and he'll make sure that you're able to do whatever it is that you want to do. He's going to protect, those leaves are not going to wither away. They're going to continue to protect the fruit. He's going to protect all the holy pursuits that you are trying to attain. So, for example, when I'm preparing my classes, I met, and, and this is a real, a real thing, I'm not making this up, I generally find that my kids are suddenly behaving like little angels. Either that or Hashem sends somebody to, to, you know, come pick them up and take them out or for them to be busy with something else. The other day, I was wondering, with all the kids underfoot, how am I going to get any work done around here? And suddenly, and I kid you not, an unexpected box of presents showed up at my door. One present for each kid came from their great-grandparents who didn't want them to be bored during, during all this time spent at home. Unbelievable. Okay. Dalid, Pasuk Dalid. Lo chen harashayim ki in kamot asher tizfenu ruach. Not so the wicked, rather they are like shaft that wind blows away. So the wicked, on the other hand, are compared to the shaft of the wheat. The shaft is the part of the wheat that's inedible, and it blows away with the wind, and it's annoying. It gets in people's eyes. So th- this, is, this is symbolizing the rishayim who are not useful to anyone. They're, they're, they get in our eyes. They're annoying, they're not useful, and they're not grounded or rooted in anything that, that gives them fulfillment, that gives them direction, so they end up just blowing around with the wind. They're all over the place. Therefore the wicked will not survive judgment, nor will sinners in the assembly of the righteous. So because their life is empty like a shell, like shaft, they will go down the wrong path, and they won't be able to withstand Hashem's judgment. And they won't live They won't live on with the tzaddikim who are enjoying and rejoicing in the next world. Pasuk vav, ki odeya Hashem derech tzaddikim, derech rishaim tovet. Hashem cherishes the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is doomed. So the tzaddik who is doing good things for Hashem, Hashem is mida kenegin mida. You're doing good things for me. You're dedicating your life to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here. I'm Yodea Hashem, Derech Tzadikim. I know exactly what you're doing. I'm watching over you. I'm protecting you in a very, very intimate way. But the Russia will be blown away and destroyed, and he will not have a kiyum in the next word, in the next world, Derech Rishaim 
tovid. Okay. So this parak begins by reminding us that we are praiseworthy. We said ashrei ha'ish. And then it segues into important advice that will help us maintain our praiseworthiness. And this advice is to stay away from negative influences by immersing ourselves in Hashem's Torah through whichever vehicles we find appealing. We spoke a lot about finding our own beloved channels through which to connect to Torah. We gave some examples. Another idea to combat negative influences that I mentioned towards the beginning of the parak that I want to come back to now is to stay away from negativity by surrounding ourselves with the right type of people. To surround ourselves with a strong network of quality people in our lives that can serve as positive influences and help us access our highest levels of joy and really push us to be the best people that we can be. And this is what I want to zone in on now. So how do we actually do this? So many of us So many people want friends so badly, but they can't seem to make any friends. Why? Why is that? One of the very good reasons why they can't make any friends is because when we think about making friends, and then what, what ends up happening if we're not feeling successful? What goes through a person's mind? I can't make any friends. It's so hard for me. I'm so lonely. Nobody wants to be with me. All these negative things play like a tape recorder again and again in our mind. And what does this do? It removes us further from our goal by taking down our self-confidence. And then what happens? We become unappealing and it's unattractive. We become self-conscious and image-conscious. and Nobody wants to be around us. We're not being genuine and authentic and, and happy and confident. So how do we combat this negative cycle? What we need to do, my friends, is we need to shift our focus to what we do want. We want to paint a clear picture of it. We need to build up our faith that it can and will come into our lives. And we need to commit to taking action steps in the right direction. So if you're very committed to making friends, if this is something that you're interested in, I highly recommend that you start with the following three steps, okay? So step number one, each one of these steps is extremely valuable, and when you do it all together, it's, it's bound to create a good result. So step number one, create, you're going to create what I call a checkout cart. A checkout cart like the one that you create when you're getting your cart together in Amazon Right when you're, when you're shopping on Amazon and your kid wanted Lego and you needed Q-tips and everyone needed a million things and you have like a bunch of things just sitting there in your cart, but before you check out, what do you do? You start canceling, uh, save this for later, delete this, delete that, right? I'm not spending $435 on, on nothing, right? I have to get rid of half the things in my cart before I could check out. And you really go through it and you specify and you figure out exactly what it is that you want in your order. So this is why I call the following process a checkout cart. What we're going to be doing is, the first thing we're going to do is establish the specifics of what we want. And how do we do this? Okay, so you're going to take out a paper, and you're going to fold it lengthwise into three columns. You're going to have three long columns going down the paper. And you're going to entitle your paper, My Ideal Friendship Experience. In the first column, you're going to write the attributes that you want in a friend. 
Okay, so kind, open-minded, secure, easygoing, local, available to me, right? In the second column, you want to write what kinds of experiences you wish to have with this person. What do you want to spend for? Write as many things as you can think of. I want to be able to uh, sit on her couch and kvetch on a Shabbos afternoon. I want to have a walking partner. I want to go with her to the mall. I want to learn mustard together. I want to chat on the phone at night. Dot, dot, dot. And in the last column, you're going to write the feelings that you want to have as a result of this friendship. How do you want to feel as a result of it? Carefree, excited, supported. You want to feel a sense of belonging, a sense of security. Okay, so that's the checkout card. That was number one. This is going to be major because this, what you, when you're constantly focusing on the negative, what you think about, you bring about. And what you focus on, you get more of. And here, we're, we're putting in our order to Hashem. We're saying, Hashem, this is exactly what I want. Here. And guess what? Hashem, does, Hashem wants to give us, he's in support of our desires. He wants to do our Ratzon, Ratzon Yirei Aviasa. And we, we, it's a must. You have to have that goal. You have to know where you're heading. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, now that you know what you want, you're ready to start shifting out of ruminations of what you don't want. And, you're, and you can start focusing now on your checkout card, which, of course, makes you much more attractive, much more appealing. So how are we going to focus on this checkout card in a way that's going to get us thinking in the right direction? So here's another cute idea. Play something that I call the matching game. How do you play the matching game? So every day you're going to look at your list once a day and you're going to formulate statements of emuna, statements of trust in all of the things on your list, on your checkout cart coming true. So it's going to be like this. This is, exactly, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to start with the last column and you're going to choose a feeling. Okay, pick any feeling. Uh, let's say excited. You wanted to feel excited, right? Then you pick an experience from the experience column that matches that feeling. Okay, so I'm excited to go shopping with this person, right? It has to be something that matches. The experience has to match the feeling for you. That's why it's called the matching game. And then you go to the first column and you say, what attribute would this type of friend that I'm excited to go shopping with have? She could be fun, right? So you would say, I'm so excited. So you would make a statement in present tense as if it's happening right now, to actually put yourself in that frequency, in that place, as if it's happening, as if you have it in your life already. That's the best way to attract it. And you're going to say, I'm so excited to be able to go shopping with my fun new friend. Okay, so we just played the matching game. We picked one from each column, and we created a statement, an Amuna statement, in present tense. And what this does is it creates an energy in you where because you're saying it in present tense, you're being who you would already be, who you would be if it was already here. And that's exactly what makes you attractive. People want to see that in you. People sense that in you. And that draws things into good, the good things into your life that you're wanting. That's your bitachon. That's your amuna. That's you saying, Hashem, I know you're giving it to me. I'm going to act as if it's already here. So I want you to play this matching game once a day. Make as many matches as you want. Just have fun with it. Take, take a minute or two. Feel free to add in whatever other exciting details you want. Perhaps you want to walk on the boardwalk and, and not just walk. You know, you want, let's say you want, to, you want a friend you can walk with. So add in details. 
Maybe I want to see the sunset. Maybe I want to walk on the beach. Maybe I want to do something at a specific time of day. Have fun with it. Okay, so that's the checkout cart, which really comes with the matching game. You really doing both yields the best results. And the third thing, now that you're knowing where you want to head, which is the first step, you're creating a MUNA statement to up your level of excitement for this to happen and to really get it close to coming into your life. And the third thing that you need to do if you're really committed to this goal is to create opportunities for yourself to find friends. So real action steps. And you could start with easy things. You could start just dominating. Saying what you want. Tell Hashem the things that you have in your checkout cart. You could identify a person who you want to befriend. Sometimes it just starts with that and everything rolls from there. And reach out to her in some way. Call her up to see how she's doing. Offer to do a kindness for her. You could join a Zoom share or a gym class with a small group of like-minded women and and, and that, that could be very fulfilling for you. You could even ask a neighbor that you like if she wants to go on a walk with you. Um, ask my neighbors. I do that all the time. <laughs> okay. So to review, create a checkout cart to paint the picture of exactly what you want. Commit to looking at it once a day and playing the matching game to reaffirm your belief in this experience coming into your life to the point that you're experiencing it as, as, as if it's already here. And finally, start with creating one to two opportunities for yourself per week in pursuit of this new exciting goal. Good luck using these amazing, effective tools to manifest your ideal friendships in your life. There's nothing like positive people in your life to help you end up where you want to be. Thank you all for listening. Have a great night.